Yo, 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 what's up, man? This is your boy, Young Rex, and you tuned in to another episode of Rexy T's True Crime Stories. I'm sorry if it's going in and out, out and in, like my mic and everything want to tweak and play with me, but we still about to get it. This is about a 16-year-old boy. Well, at the time, he was 16-year-old. His name is A.J. Armstrong Jr. You hear me? He belonged to two parents, Antonio Armstrong and Don Armstrong. Antonio, he um he played professional football in the 90s. Uh, he played for the Miami Dolphins, if I am mistaken. Him and his wife been together uh, the whole time. They had businesses together. They went on trips. They made sure their kids was good in private schools, all kind of shit like that. And, I mean, basically all they was doing was providing the perfect life for their kids. They was pro- providing a setup. And I could tell right off the rip that they wasn't these kind of parents that just handed stuff to you. Like, they had it set for you, but you had to show that you wanted it, if that makes sense. So, with that being said, um, we dive right into the case. July 29, 2016, both parents shot in the head while they were sleeping in the bed. No form of entry, no house break-ins, no alarm set off. Like, they, it was done with the, with the, uh, with the dad's gun, like... Basically, bro, everything pointed at AJ. Everything went to AJ. So he was arrested for the murders of both his parents. And at first, me watching it, look, 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 let me say this right now. This happened in 2016. I believe they had a mistrial, and he was gearing up to start his trial January 20, uh, 2022. We in April 2022. I was looking for the final outcome. I was looking for the verdict. I was looking for an update. I hadn't found it. As far as I know, He's he was he twenty one now. He's out on bond. He got a kid now, and um, his trial was supposed to start January twenty twenty two. I don't know what what's going on with that situation, but that's where we at. Um, basically, I felt bad for homie at first because like when he did his first interview, he was crying. He was like, "It's not only the fact that I have to deal with losing my parents, I got to deal with the fact of being accused of doing it." Okay, okay. He played me because I was like, oh, man, this is another little Brody that got caught up because they found the gun on the counter. They found a note that said, I've been watching you for a minute. Get me. Wasn't no fingerprints uh, on the paper or the uh, gun of uh, AJ. None of that. So I felt bad for him. I did. I felt like, you know what I mean, somebody did this and they set him up to do it and they set it up to follow him and now he's taking the the blame, the this, the that, and everything else. But, what we say, uh, the stuff has been going on for like over two years in and out of jail fighting. He did like eight months in juvie and all this. And then one of the friends came forward. Her name was Maxine Adams. Uh, She said her husband, and AJ's dad, Antonio, they were real close friends. And she said that they was involved in a prosecution, prostitution ring. I'm sorry. A prostitution ring. And then said that he was being threatened. He was he had uh he had death threats coming to him. That's what Maxine said. Her her husband and Antonio are real good friends and they had fucking sex trafficking ring going on. And he was being threatened. He was getting death threats. Uh, AJ's uh, prosecution team was like, nah, we, this, like, nah, this ain't right. Like, why didn't nobody bring this forward? Why didn't they talk to her? Why this? Why that? 
And, you know, the they didn't have much to say. But Antonio, I mean, uh, AJ's team had got the tape of the interview. And it was like 13 minutes long, full of, like, details of names, numbers, addresses, etc. His parents, I mean, his grandparents, I don't know, like, you know, he's not capable of that. We know this boy. We raised this boy. He's not capable of that. But then at the same time, you got to look at it. It was in the house. The house was alarmed. The house would have had to be disactivated for somebody to come in and not set the alarm off. The, 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 the it wasn't no point of forced entry. So somebody, the killer had to already be in the house. They were shot with their own weapon, meaning the weapon was already in the house. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I felt like, okay, now everything is starting to take a turn. So whenever they use that situation about the whole, they didn't tell us about the Maxine thing and that's holding information. So, you know, that sent everybody in the uproar and then it turned into a whole mistrial. So it was a mistrial. And when they got ready to gear up again, prosecutors had, like, like I'm talking about AJ attorneys, they was on it. They had a whole new set of a ball game to run with, right? So first they was coming in saying that it was the brother. And when they said it was the brother, the brother Joshua Armstrong, uh, the sister even testified that he did stay with them. And then he moved out like like two, three months before uh, before the uh, her parents was murdered. The uh, uh, AJ Lawyers was trying to put it on... Uh, his mental illness that was documented. You know what I mean? Allegedly, it was documented that he said he seen his parents get murdered. But then, you know, um, the defense, they was on that point. They was on point. They was they was, they was was on point with it. They was like, no, judge, that's going to cause confusion to to uh, the jurors if we bring him in, saying this, saying that. Um, it was like it's going to bring confusion. And um, the judge ruled with him. The judge said, yeah, that's kind of doing too much. But that wasn't it, though. That wasn't even it. Like, they, that didn't fail. That failed. You know what I mean? And and then what came back, what happened was, uh, what happened was, uh, they pulled out text messages. Let me pull out my phone because I screenshotted it when I was watching it because this right here made me be like, oh, hold on. So, that he was he was sitting he was sitting quiet he was sitting quiet he was sitting quiet like real quiet and uh they pulled up the screens they pulled up text messages private text messages not from his girlfriend not from his sisters not from his brothers like like hold on let me pull up these messages All right, so right here, it's messages from him and his parents. And it's not good messages. It's not happy messages. It's messages showing that they're fed up with how he's doing, how he's running his life, how he's controlling his life. And they're not they're not happy with it. They're not happy with it at all. So the first one, I think this was from the dad. And it was like, AJ. I'm sick of getting the getting reports about silly crap you're doing. 
keep screwing up and doing silly things like speeding through a parking lot, I'm going to trade your car in for one that fits your maturity. Last warning. You hear me? And this was, these messages ranged from October to May of 2016. So this one was April of, uh, April 22nd, 2016. On June 3rd, 2016, his mom, she said, we gave you, hold on, we gave you all and the best we had. We wanted the best for you, education. Bought you a great car to celebrate you. We're tired of you and want and what and we want what's important to you. And all you do is lie to us, etc., etc., etc. What is it? Uh, chase the piss on all we try to do. Uh, we give you freedom and allow you to. I can't really see it because it's like a, it's like blurry. Uh, we can provide and all you do is lie and scam. To us we will something and we're hurt tremendously and i am beyond disappointed you have something then we won't work hard to provide for you i would never understand why why you lie and uh not work hard at school i could have did that better but do you get the gif you get it do you get where i'm going with this how it switched from uh, somebody else doing it, an intruder, to it being the brother, to, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, even his lawyers was trying to help him out. They was like, well, look at this iPad. 24 hours before the situation happened, he was, I love you, girlfriend, talking to his girlfriend, all the mushy stuff, and then, boom, now they did. But that don't really mean much to me. I was looking. I can't find any more information on it, on this case. But what I do know and what I do do know is that this was either a hit that AJ put together, had one of his friends to do it, or had one or had his brother to do it even, or he did it cold blooded because they was getting ready to cut him off. How many times have we heard that story? How many times have we heard rich people and wealthy people, children killing them because they about to get cut off? You see what I'm saying? So, in this case, I will be updating it because I couldn't find anything else, but I just thought that this was this was a good this was a good story to start with, and I will do the YouTube podcast to it too, and maybe then I have more of the information that I can search and look for, but I just needed to get on here and express myself about this because one thing about it. You, no matter what you do for your kids, you can set them up for success. You can give them everything they want. You can do whatever it is they want to do. But once they jump off that porch, they're jumping off for themselves. You can't jump off with them. You can't control every little thing they do. So when they do jump off the porch, and a lot of times with rich and wealthy kids, a lot of times they're spoiled. They feel like the world belongs to them because they didn't really have to do much. Everything was handed, which in AJ's case, um, they was private schools playing football, stuff like that. Like they were setting them up for success. And I just feel like in those cases, it's corrupt. I feel like with cases like with successful people, you don't have to make them struggle, but make them work for it. Hire them. Hire them. He was 16. Hire him to do something. Hire him to work for that car he just bought. Hire him to 
you know, do different things to get paid for it so they can understand the concept of a dollar early instead of just giving them whatever they want. And then when it's time for them to go make the dollar they sell, it's either they don't know how, they've been too spoiled and they don't want to, or they're just not going to do it because they're used to having everything handed to them. You see, it's a difference when somebody's killing because they hungry. They don't got nowhere to go. They don't got no food. They don't got no family. So they just see this man right here just walk out the bank with three, four thousand dollars and they just go black and go crazy. That don't make it okay. But I'm saying it's a difference because you starve, you're doing it to eat. You know, AJ didn't have to worry about none of that. AJ didn't have to worry about none of that. In a way, like, bro, I'm trying to tell y'all, this man had it handed to him. His dad used to play for the Miami Dolphins. Him and his dad and his mama own businesses. Like, God, they, they bro, they run, they was running their community. They was running their area. You feel me? So it's like it wasn't nothing that he could have wanted that he couldn't get. But at the same time, you can tell that AJ parents was them kind of people that was like, we're not just going to give it to you. We're not going to just feed it in your mouth. You got to do something. You can tell by those messages. Like if I get one more car that you're doing silly stuff, speeding through a parking lot, blah, 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 I'm going to get you a car to match your maturity. Last warning. Last warning. Yeah, that was the last warning. All right. AJ didn't, find, didn't think too too good about that he didn't feel too good about that he didn't you know what i mean like he he wasn't on that he was like way like i do whatever i want i get what i want he got his brother got on his stuff and moved out so that goes right there you got that one thing over your head your younger sister for one she's a female and then two she's younger than you so she still has time so now all the pressure is on you what are you going to do with your life you're not about to sit around here drive crazy hang out party all day you're gonna have to go get a dollar and they was getting fed up with it because they like we gave you the world and you still just basically shit on us so i mean y'all leave what y'all think in the comments like let me know what you think about this case do you think it was a setup do you think he dis disalarmed the system and had one of his buddies or friend come through and take care of that um or do you think he did it himself Cause it do say, it do say bullets was found in, in his pillowcase, in his in his pillow, and his comforter that was in the closet. You hear me? So it's like, hey, I don't think he would be that dumb to. I don't think he'll be that dumb to go down there and hire somebody to shoot them, and then let him put the pillows and the comforter that he used in his closet i think he did it out of anger i think i mean this is just allegedly this is just my opinion nobody bashed me for it this is just what i think i think he did it out of anger because he knew he was about to get cut off go do your research on wealthy and rich and wealthy kids that parents said they're gonna cut them off look at the outcome of each one look at the outcome of each episode or each case where a wealthy parent said they were going to cut off their spoiled child and look at what happened and we're going to leave it right there y'all make sure y'all share follow like man this is your boy young ricks man donate 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 go follow me on youtube i got rexy t's true crime merch i got shirts everything hit me up man let's get it